Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. But okay, hello, Fem Fam. Welcome back, season seven, episode. Who knows? Um, we always have to later. But today, y'all, we have an amazing guest. Her name is Miss Katie Wallen. Am I saying it right, Katie? Is there any? You are. You are. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, Katie is an award-winning actress. She has acted alongside legendary stars, sh- such as, yes, we stole all of this from IMDb because we are <laughs> We like to get the facts straight, but she has worked along Tom Sizemore, Terry Reid, John Savage, Richard Tyson. Amazing, a million people that she's been, she's a working actress, y'all. She is also then um, pivoted into production and filmmaking with her husband. Mm-hmm. And um, she... And her husband, Harley Wallen, started Painted Painted Creek Productions in 2016. Very excited to hear about that transition from you from acting to producing. We love that. That's where me and Tessa, like, stem from. And and then what you're kind of up to today. So without further ado, hello, Katie. Hi. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited about this. Yes, thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So yeah, like if you want to give us a brief background on on how you fell into acting and then headed towards producing and started Painted Creek Productions. Painted Creek Productions. Oh my gosh, uh, I hate to say it like this, but it was kind of like thrown at me um, in mm-hmm. the beginning. So I have a sister that actually lives out in LA, mm-hmm. and she was going to school for filmmaking, and she decided to come back to Detroit to do her thesis projects. So I, being her younger sister, was the one that she went to for background extra for uh, setting up the auditions and being at the table, signing people in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was 12 years old at the time, uh, and I kind of saw how things were from both in front of and behind the camera. Fascinated by it, thought it was a fun, I mean, I, I loved it. I thought it was great, but I didn't actually like put the two together of me actually doing this as a career. Um, so I got more involved into modeling up until I was about 21. Uh, Mm -hmm. I met my husband and at that point he had just, uh, recently just been going through a divorce. So he was still working on like getting himself involved in things that he felt made him feel good. Um, so we kind of like went through and like kind of did it together and experimented together. And that's where I dabbled into the acting again. And at the time I was like, you know what? I forgot how much I loved this when I first started, you know, years back. Mm 
And um, from there, we just, because here's a scoop. It started really when the incentives were taken away in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Um, He was on a project where, like many projects, they just, they have the excitement, they get the ball rolling, but eventually it just doesn't pan out, you know, because there's just not enough money in it. And working with independent filmmakers, it's very hard, especially when there's no, there's no leeway for them when it comes to like putting the money in and getting this thing going, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, from there, we're just like, you know what, let's just do it ourselves because we seem to waste a lot of time on people's sets. We don't get paid for it, you know? So it's like a waste of time. So why not do it ourselves? Because we can at least count on ourselves to be getting our, like getting the work done, but having quality work. Mm -hmm. So we dabbled into um, short films this at this point. I mean, I'm seeing more on the production side of things. Um, And it was him, me, and this guy, Walbert Beltran, who's actually a great actor. He's worked with us in quite a few projects. Um, And from there, it just kept going. We're like, all right, well, that short turned out. Let's do another one. And let's let's do another one. Eight shorts later, we're like, why don't we take the step in making a feature film? Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Because it was the first film we made. We had no budget. It's three people in skeleton crew mm-hmm. and me my husband and Walbert but we finished it we got it up on a movie screen and like people actually enjoyed it it wasn't like it was a learning experience guys <laughs> it always is <laughs> not saying it was bad by any means but there was a lot of learning um yeah but from there that's when we had investors come up to us like you know what I'm I'm willing because if you can make that with no budget and get that up on the screen I'm willing to give you some money and you guys see what you could do with that you know mm-hmm. and from there it just started rolling and um at the time when we first started we were going under Walbert Beltran's uh production team production name and uh we're just like, you know what, let's do, let's, let's with this next film, let's, let's branch out and let's start our own production company. Mm-hmm. Well, we live in Oakland County, Michigan. One thing you will know about Oakland County, Michigan is there are a lot of things called Paint Creek. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have a creek called Paint Creek. We have a trail called Paint Creek. <laughs> we have a cider mill called Paint Creek. We have a, um, like all sorts of things called Paint Creek. It's like, if you're from here and you're from Oakland County and you hear Painted Creek Productions, you laugh about it because it's so, it's, it's like everything else, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really cool. We just thought it's kind of brings like home into it, you know, cause totally. I'm from Michigan. I grew up in Macomb County, which is right next door. Uh, we live literally 20 minutes away from the town that I grew up in. So for me, it was pretty sentimental. I know it's cheesy, but I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> But that's how it got started. And we have now made 11 feature films, which is crazy. Wow. Lots to think about since 2016. I was just going to ask. So 2016 was your first feature? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of films in a short <laughs> amount of time. There was a time there that it was like three a year. And we're like, how are we getting, how is this happening? You know, but it's, I mean, there's a lot of magic here. There's a lot of people who see what we're doing and they're excited about it and they're jumping on board and we've created our own little community within the film community here. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I love hearing that. I think more and more we're finding or hearing, finding filmmakers. I, it's, 
whenever we're referred to someone, we just, I immediately just think you're LA based. I wish. No, I'm actually really happy that I live here. I'm, I'm very blessed to be able, I mean, the time that we live in now, we are able to live in other places besides LA, Yeah. you know? So it's great that we're able to make this happen from where we're at here. I wouldn't like to move. My family lives here. Yeah. I think especially as like a filmmaker making your own content versus, you know, if you were specifically just an actor or even Mm -hmm. just, you know, a director or whatever, but the fact that you make your own content, I think is you can live anywhere, you know, because you're just, you're, you're using what you have and the resources you have wherever you are, and it's going to be distributed to the world. (laughs) It doesn't matter where you're based. So yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. So this what we uh, this year has been very interesting hasn't it oh yes (laughs) (laughs) so it's been very interesting for us too you know being in the film world um we started a tv series right at the beginning of the year before covid and this was my first big opportunity as far as producing goes where I was the nuts and bolts of making the running like the running of the daily production mm. producer. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much work. And and I was also acting in it and my husband was directing and he was the other producer. So we were like really like like living in this TV series. Well, we're like mid, you know, what was it? March that things closed down. We're yeah. like four episodes in on the eighth episodes and everything got shut down so we had to you know shut down for three four months um and during that time I had to go through and see what I needed to know for COVID regulations and making sure that everything was up to par and that you know we didn't you know have any shortcuts and we were making sure that people knew that we were taking this as professionally and as serious as we should you know so it was it was interesting but we got through it and it was fun finally finally it's over um and I've enjoyed going back into it in season two but I'm very happy that as for right now just because of all the complications with COVID Mm -hmm. it was a lot yeah I mean that's where we're at you know as filmmakers we've just been concentrating on the podcast because we have great ideas that we're really excited Mm -hmm. to start filming but there's no, you know, no rush for us, no deadline. So we kind of figure we'll just wait until it yeah. can be a little easier. <laughs> yeah, we've we've actually done that same thing with our next projects because um, because of COVID, like we're still restricted on doing certain things, right? And we really don't know how much time it is until they decide that they're going to shut down flying again. Or, you know what I mean? Like, there's all these uncertainties with, with what's going on, and especially if the numbers keep going up. Like, it's not looking good for us right now, right? right. So, are you staying up to date with all of that stuff? For anyone who's listening, they're like, I feel like I'm in the same position and I don't know what to do. Like, I want to, mm-hmm. what, what are some tips um, for anyone out there who's feeling the same way? Like, what have you been doing? Well, for us, what we've decided to do is to come back to our roots. Um, the last few features, we've flown quite a few people from Hollywood or like LA and Alabama and New York. Um, and this time around, we're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make, we're going to do a lower budget feature. Mm-hmm. We're going to look more, and we do really try to 
focus a lot on the uh, local cast because it just makes things so much easier. And you're also, I mean, you're, you're showcasing the talent that's right here in Michigan. You know, it's big for us. We really like that. So what we did, what we're doing right now is my husband's actually writing a romance comedy. Mm. Never done that one before. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's actually really good though. Uh, But the idea is, is that we can come up with a lower budget than what we need for like all the other features that we're looking to get started here, hopefully soon. Um, And using locations that we know we can have, like Mm -hmm. that we may already have that are easier for us to get the access to. So we're writing based on those things. So that way, when, it, when we do start this, it's easier for us to break it down and say, okay, you know, it's, it's not quite as complicated as it looks on paper when it's broken down, you know? Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's really what I would say as far as tips go is just bringing it back to your roots and like locally, what can you do locally? I mean, as far as crew goes, everybody here is local. We, mm-hmm. all our, all our crew is from Michigan. Um, we are still planning on flying one person, maybe two people in for this next feature. But the thing is, even with that, we only would want them here for a couple of days because what happens if we just can't fly, right? right? I'm, it's crazy. Yeah. Think about that. Like I, I wouldn't even thought about it like that. Like, oh my God, things are so, and maybe that's just because I'm not right now filming and like, Mm-hmm. are on to the statistics because I just don't want to keep up with that anymore um but it's I think it's actually really important things to consider like you still have to consider those things yes mm-hmm. you should you definitely should and it'll just be easier for you in the long run I mean it making a movie is stressful it's so stressful I don't think anybody that hasn't made a movie even understands what I mean by that because you yeah. are thrown curveballs every day every hour of every day and you have Mm -hmm. to make it work the product at the end of the day when you're getting up there and you're filming and you're getting it started it's all duct taped together okay (laughs) and the duct tape may be pretty (laughs) it may not be pretty you know but the end scenario hopefully it, it all looks good it's all put together it all makes sense the story's good the acting's solid you're good yeah absolutely And I think everything you're saying too, like, you know, you're relating it to Michigan being like a small Mm -hmm. market outside of LA, but like that all is true for LA too. You know, like we think of LA as this big city, but it is, it can be a small town. (laughs) So, you know, when you say use what you have locally and everything, Mm -hmm. use the apartments that you and your friends live in, use the crew. Yes. That is like huge. We've used Mm -hmm. our home. I hate to say this, but we've used our home in almost not every feature that we've made, but we've used a room in our house (laughs) at least just about in every feature that we've made. And it's like, nobody knows, you know, and it's like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then don't use it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's just funny, but I really do think, cause like what, what you're saying though is, with writing, you just got to kind of think about like, what do I have access to right now? Mm-hmm. What could I, like your friend's apartment, you think they're going to like, they're, they would help you out. Right. right. Yeah. No, I think that's so smart. And I think would help a lot of our filmmakers right now who are listening and maybe feel defeated by what's happening and like give them hope, you know, it, you can, if you just, like you said, use what you know and what you have take it back to your roots and 
Um, it's been really interesting to hear the recent guests come on and say that you don't have to be in LA. Like if you had to go home during this time too, and you were stationed mm -hmm. in LA, you could still make something out back home. Like that you do oh, not yeah. have to be here and, and, you know, still be creative and still like think, utilize what you have. And I, I think that's really awesome. It's like the first time I'm really thinking about, okay, what, where other pockets in the country are home for me, me and, you know, Tessa, we were saying earlier to you, we're from the East Coast, like maybe there's something we could start there for our first feature instead of trying to produce something big here when times right. are really hard and and the budget maybe is not there yet. Um, mm -hmm. Which I want to take back to um, your first feature. I'm always so curious about everything. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a learning experience. So this is like, this is what I heard you say. And this is just so inspiring. You know, you, and, and this is like always been my method of thinking with Tessa is for like the first things we've been doing and are doing, we're putting in our own money into it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Blood, blood sweat, and tears. I'm a massage therapist during the day. So I, I get paid cash tips a lot. That first movie, I seriously used my cash tips to make sure that we had pizza on set, yeah. like no joke, just because we need to eat, you know, like we don't have any real budget, but like, if you really want to say, yeah, you put your own money in, but like, you're sitting there scrounging your nickels and dimes and like, all right, we got to be able to feed people, you know, right. it's crazy. Which absolutely, like that makes such a big difference on set when you have the craft food, like craft food services there. And even if like, little it's it's there it shows hey i care about your well-being on my set with everything mm -hmm. you're doing because most likely it will be long hours and most likely you know we are like fighting obstacles you know so those mm -hmm. make a huge difference on set and that's again like thank you for for busting your ass to your actors out there i mean i don't know them but i just know that that's like a, that makes a difference for you as a producer and a filmmaker to keep going mm -hmm. because you cared enough to know about stuff like that. But so, well, producers go the extra mile. They really do. And they, I think a lot of times people, because they don't really see it because they see what's in front of them, right. you know, and as the producer, you're just doing your job. But at the same time, like, you're really like, you must really love your job. You have to love your job as a producer because you, like I said, the whole blood, sweat, blood, sweat, and tears, like blood, <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears. I know I'm like putting it all together. Um, it's real. It's true. Yeah. Like I've cried after set. I've, I've cut myself on accident, you know, little things like that. Like, I'm like, seriously, there is, but it's so worth it in the end. It is so worth it in the end when everything's put together and you see the product and it looks great. Yeah. You can't really ask for anything better, you know? Are you a podcaster like us? Vlogger? Interview conductor? Do you need a VO booth or ADR? Remote audio video professional recording? Ooh, Tessa, spill the tea. Well, the Network Studios in Culver City is a fully functional recording oasis with multiple rooms made to cater specifically to audio podcasts, video interviews, and voiceover, plus an experienced sound engineer with the ability to edit and master, all your needs will be covered. Audio engineer extraordinaire Mike Casentini has worked with several podcast heavy hitters and got us started from the ground up. He's the reason we sound so good. 
Plus, all of our in-studio guests have been very impressed. To find out more, visit www.thenetworkstudios.com and book your next recording session. COVID compliant and open for business. I think producing and acting personally are like the two jobs that A, always like people do for free, which are like, you put so much work in for either one. You should not have to do it for free. But it's also like, it's the jobs that you have to absolutely love and not be able to do anything else to pursue. Because if you feel that way, like you're going to just be miserable the entire time. Totally. You, it, it won't work. You have to, and I think, and especially anybody that is thinking about making a movie, they really need to think about who they have as their producer because that producer can make and break the film. Mm-hmm. Explain that. Why is that? Like, I mean, we have, our, we know why, but like for our- You know why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How can a producer make and break the film? The attitude on set, number one. I know you have your first AD and the ADs help a lot, but the producers are- really what helped minimize the tension on set because if everything is available and where it needs to be there's no unnecessary drama you know what I mean like get from point a to point b whatever I need to do to get there I'll do it and it will be ready for you on set right um whether it's getting the ice making sure the ice is there for the drinks yeah for the for the coolers I mean, something as simple as that. You don't need a warm drink after standing around for hours waiting to be on and not having something that is, you know, going to help you hydrate to be ready for your next scene. And this is for actors. This is for the crew. Yeah. Communicating with the crew. You need a producer that is really good at communicating with the crew and making sure that they have what they need. Mm. Um, Asking questions with them, but also, you know, knowing the difference between like when it's appropriate and when it's not appropriate to talk with them because the crew is really busy and they're doing what they need to do. Um, and especially with the actors, cause you can come across some really different people. Yeah. Um, and processes. Uh, everybody has their own process as an actor. And I, I know this personally, I, when I have a very dramatic scene, I do not like to be interrupted and I do not like people just talking to me, small talk. Like I cannot handle that. So I like to be alone in like my own space. When you see that the producer should make sure that, you know what, if they need their own space, make sure that nobody goes around them, let them have their own space. Little things like that. I'm telling you. And it's so funny because even, even your food, your crafty food is so important because those daily things, they have nothing to complain about. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't give them something to complain about. Don't give them something to be unhappy or make them feel unappreciated. You know, Yeah. those, I mean, little things like that, I guess, for your producers. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that. I love like, don't give them something to complain about, you know, like that's kind of how we operate as producers. It's, you know, all of our stuff is very low budget and non-union. But very low budget here too yeah. so we we try to operate as if it's you know a union level production like we do everything here. correctly it's just way cheaper <laughs> you know? yes yeah. in fact it's so funny because we've had so many a- actors that come from LA because I know we are very different with you guys I know you guys have to deal with like a ton of permits and a ton of stuff to dealing with just being able to shoot yeah and I'm like, we are able to get things at a way lower cost because we don't have that. Well, the business here isn't as big as it is in LA, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. So 
we're able to find these places for little to nothing, you know, and then the places that we do spend on, it's just worth us spending for, you know, because, because we are able to get those other places for less money, but the actors that we brought in from LA have been blown away at some of these locations and saying, what you got it for what? Like numbers that they have, like, it's not even, they say shoestring, it's shorter than the shoestring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amazing. I think that's, do you feel like being resourceful in that way is what allowed you to keep moving on to the next film? So the next film to where you said, I forgot already. Yes. It was so high, but the, the amount of films you kept being able to produce, um, like what, yeah. about how, like, has it been distribution too? Have you been getting good returns that are, you're able to then keep funding like are you right investors over this time my husband has developed really good relationships with a lot of distributors um and we have i believe it's like eight films on the market now um maybe no wait hold on it's like we're like at nine or ten and there's one that we're working on that's going to be or we're at ten yeah and the other two are um like getting in the process of being like they're in the process of being released and getting ready to go out uh but anyways, over this time, he's developed really good relationships with distributors. Mm-hmm. And we haven't worked with the same distributor for every film, which I'm really happy about because you can't really throw all your eggs in one basket. And they'll say a lot to you up front and make it seem like a great deal. But when it's all said and done, when's, where's my returns? You know what I mean? Or where's the money for me to even pay off my investors? Um, so we have kind of like learned we've learned, you know, who to work with and really who isn't one that we can trust. Um, but Hard. at the end of, at the end of it all, really, I think being able to make a low budget look like million dollar movies that you see in theaters is what is giving us the payoffs. Because when you see these movies, you're like, wow, what you spent that much on that. And um, I think when it comes to our turnaround right now, we have made movies so fast that we're still waiting for some to still have some return mm-hmm. because it does take time. Yeah. Uh, the, the process with distributing, it's very, like, it's very weird because we try to explain this to people all the time, but um, they have cycles in each country that's, that buys your film or each uh, network that buys your film. Uh, depends on when they're in set in the cycle and these cycles have to, like there's like a 90 day return from every cycle. So you're still talking like it takes a lot of time to really, you know, wait out getting the money back. But we have started seeing like our our money is coming back for the investors. Uh, Most of these investors, because we have such low budgets, um, we are able to have like, most of these investors have invested in multiple films. Um, And some we've just built up from that like they have friends that are investing and a lot of these investors are local uh people so it's, it's not like big corporations that are investing in our oh, movies awesome. or you know big giant hotel no it's it's mom and pops that are in the community yeah. you know what i mean which is awesome too because if and especially if you have a few and not just one because they have their own branch and being able to help and and uh, being able to find the resources that we need to make the film. Yeah. And it's, it's create, like I said, it's kind of created a community, right? 
that's beautiful. It's crazy. No, <laughs> to take it back to your production name that you were like, oh, I know it's kind of kitschy. I'm like, no, that's like so perfect. You literally built a community off, of, you know, with Painted Creek and like even just the name. The name, like <laughs> I'm sure everyone in your town is like, oh, but that makes sense. That's the this is the oh, yeah. community that we have here now, and it's. They laugh at it and people even around because Oakland County, like I said, Oakland County is really the area that has the whole Paint Creek, but you don't have to live in Oakland. You can live in Macomb, you can live in Wayne, you know Paint Creek because Paint Creek Trail goes all the way around and like, it's really cool. It's fun. People like it. They laugh at it. I'm like, I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I think it works too. What's really cool is it's a name too that works for like any genre. Yeah. You know, like some, some names of production companies are just meant for especially horror but if you're stuck hey that's great though if you're like a horror production company make a production name that works for right. horror but it's nice to have something that kind of works for all all genres no absolutely <laughs> and as far as your genre I mean I think you you guys mostly are kind of are horror is that correct or well <laughs> we've kind of learned that we're it's that's kind of funny so we kind of have like learned a lot um <laughs> a lot so uh our soft spot is psychological thrillers and okay. horrors my husband is awesome at writing those kind of films but he hates being type like typecasted he hates being like uh typecasted as a writer yeah. like all of it like he's like I want to be able to do everything and not be stuck in one genre um, but horror has been our, our spot, especially lately, um, because horror you can make with a low budget and still look really well-crafted. Yeah. And the horror community, I mean, I, like, I only know about here in LA, but I know a lot of it's online too. So I'm sure that translates to any market, mm -hmm. but the horror community is really supportive and really like, there's so many, you know, communities online that, review horror mm -hmm. and help each help each other out as filmmakers with horror and just like it's it's a really cool thing that that exists you know people love horror <laughs> mm -hmm. and and what's really nice about them too is they are they are great fans like they are loyal fans if they love one movie you made they'll follow you with all the others too even if it isn't a horror because they know that you made a really good mm -hmm. horror which is awesome that's a really cool thing to think about um like in our market research, we've seen that, you know, most filmmakers did start out with a horror because it is so easy to make on a low budget and then produce really well. But even like, like monetarily wise, the, the return seems to always do really good. So mm -hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. if you're stuck, like, oh, what's the first film that I should do? I, I would recommend start with horror and then like yes and then yeah hopefully that will just continue on as you keep making other films that you are you know other genres that you're passionate about filmmaking story with yeah absolutely well katie will you let our our listeners know um where they can find your films and where they can find you know your updates personally and how they can follow you <laughs> cool uh so you can find our films on just about almost all VOD platforms, except for like, obviously Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them are on Amazon Prime. Um, that's the one that I say is easiest, but Voodoo, Fandango, Roku, um, 
really, you can just look up Painted Creek Productions on Google, find our IMDb, and I mean, you have a slew. And what I really like about IMDb is that you can seriously press play mm -hmm. from the icon, and it will take you to your options and how you can view That's the film. That's so cool. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really realize that until a couple of weeks ago. I was like, oh my god, Yeah, gosh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you can go because there's like a little icon, especially like when the film's out, you can and it ha they have the access like links to be able to get to the videos. You can just click it. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, but where you can find like updates and stuff, I have a Facebook page, Katie Wallen. Obviously, Katie is K-A-I-T-I. -I. It's very different. <laughs> Wallen is not so hard. Um, and then I have Instagram. It's <laughs> that's how I feel it exists but <laughs> yeah Awesome. Well, listeners, I hope you guys got some ideas, you know, and are inspired that you can make a film anywhere. And if you start, you know, start locally, start with what you have, start with a genre that you know you can pull off, <laughs> you're going to be successful. Oh, yeah, definitely. So thank you so much, Katie, for coming on today. And thank you, listeners, as always, for tuning in. And we'll see y'all next time. Exactly. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank Bye, you. Babe. Thanks for listening to Femme Regard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.